there. Welcome to the Female Empowerment Podcast. My name is Carly, and I'm a big believer in actively bringing about more goodness to our communities. It feels good to know that we're not alone and that someone else out there has experienced the same challenge we're facing now. Whether those challenges are related to business, motherhood, or general life as a woman, this podcast is a platform that I've created to allow women to share their inspirational stories and greatest business tips to help make your day just a little bit better and your life just a little bit easier. Keep listening to learn from our amazing guest of the day and be sure to share this episode with a friend. Thanks so much for joining me today on the podcast. I'm really excited to learn from you, Tiara, and hear more about your story and hear more about the Better Business Bureau. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Maybe we can get started. If you don't mind, um, could you share with us a little bit about your own personal journey and how you ended up finding a position with a Better Business Bureau and just kind of what led you here? Yeah, so um, what kind of led me to the Better Business Bureau, um, I actually wasn't too familiar with the organization, um, but I had just graduated um, from Grand Canyon University and I was looking for something in my field and um, a position for a community concierge kind of popped up um, on my um, Indeed feed. And I was like, this organization is amazing. It was just um, extremely inclusive, had amazing company culture, and I just knew that I needed to be a part of it. Um, and slowly but surely, I um, kind of uh, was promoted uh, gradually over the past three years. And now I'm the Director of Inclusion and Diversity Programming for uh, BBB Serving the Pacific Southwest. And I definitely love everything that I have done and will continue to do um, in the future. That's awesome. Sounds like the dream job when you come across that listing that in the company, you can just tell sounds like they really care about people. They want to be inclusive. They'll take care of you. Like that is just the thing that really attracts people to new jobs. Oh, yeah. so I'm Definitely. glad that <laughs> I'm glad that you found that to be true in your experience that they lived up to what they promised and that you've been living it there. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about what the Better Business Bureau is? Because I know for some new business owners, they may not be familiar with what it is, where it's located, and how it can help them. Yeah, of course. So um, BBB is a nonprofit agency, and it was founded in 1912, just to give us a little bit of history. Um, it was founded on the principles of creating trust in the marketplace. So providing public education and encouraging a voluntary commitment of businesses uh, to adhere to integrity in their operations. So uh, BBBs operate independently by a state or region um, and under the governance of IABBB, which is uh, stands for the International Association of Better Business Bureaus. So our bosses really, and um, our local BBB serving the Pacific Southwest was um, incorporated in 1938. And um, it serves greater Arizona and Southern California. So um, I know where you are uh, in, in Colorado, I'm sure it's a BBB serving Northern Colorado and Wyoming. Um, so I'm sure they have similar um, kind of practices. But um, we are, Better Business Bureau, we are unbiased. We're a, ne a neutral third party, a non-government agency. And we um, just strive to have a diverse team culture that guides our mission and vision. Wow, that's awesome. I didn't know that it was international. Um, I thought that the BBB was just 
a United States thing. So that's really cool to hear that it is international and that it's such a huge nonprofit. Yeah, it's um, uh, United States, Canada, and one location in Mexico. Cool. Awesome. Um, what does it mean for a business to be accredited, um, to be an accredited business with the BBB? Yeah, so um, a business is invited to be uh, accredited with us. So not every business is approved. Um, so accreditation is kind of uh, an ethical badge of honor in a way. So um, every business is vetted by our amazing team um, before they're invited into the community of trust. And we all utilize the marketplace and uh, deal with countless businesses every day. And we encourage ethics every step of the way of the process. And businesses um, from from businesses inception to their operations and their their day-to-day -day dealings with uh, their consumers and the community so we definitely hold businesses accountable for their actions um, and expect them to uphold our standards for trust and some of those standards for trust are um, building trust with uh, their consumer base advertising honestly telling the truth being transparent honoring promises, being responsive, safeguarding privacy, and embodying integrity. So we take that really seriously with the businesses. Awesome. I think that's so cool. It's so important these days because it's hard to know like who to trust. And I feel like there's a lot of misinformation, people misguiding others. So this means that if we see a business um, has been accredited by the BBB, then we can know that they are very trustworthy. They're a business of integrity and they've proven that to this organization to be able to get that badge of honor. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So when consumers see a BBB accreditation seal on the window seal of um, their local businesses or their favorite store, they know that they're a part of that community of trustworthy businesses. Oh, that's awesome. Um, that just takes it to a whole new level because I see those signs everywhere. <laughs> and so that makes me feel better about my own community. If I'm seeing those in a lot of places, that feels really good. It makes me feel a little bit safer. And um, I think that's awesome. You mentioned that you're in a position that really helps with inclusivity and diversity. How does the BBB support diverse groups and like women? Yeah, so just a couple of the things that we've been doing. Um, we've offered a nonprofit subgrants to underserved communities. Um, it's called Main Street Matters Grant Program. It was funded by some of our many amazing community partners with synergistic missions, such as GoDaddy and Desert Financial Credit Union out here in Arizona. And we've also partnered with GoDaddy to offer educational and, and support uh, resources for diverse business owners, including veteran-owned, minority-owned, women owned business leaders and um, international entrepreneurs as well. So um, our Industrious Women's Summit, our Industrious Women's Collective, um, and many other events and programs that we've um, implemented to try to elevate and really support um, a di diverse businesses and women leaders. Awesome. I'm interested to know, Tira, if you have personally experienced support from the BBB like, as a female professional, um, if you've been able to be on the receiving end, even though you are a part of the organization, and if you have, what has been your experience with that? So just a really quick clarifying question. So like, as far as um, like professional development? Um, yeah. 
That would be great. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, for sure. So the, the support that I've received from the Better Business Bureau just over the past three years um, is the fact that they definitely want to see their employees grow and uh, develop professionally in any way, shape, or form. So they definitely want you to take advantage of any opportunities that may come up. And they even offer... Um, a support for if you're in school, um, they want to, you know, uh, just move you up. And that's kind of what I um, have experienced. And um, I was recently promoted to this position um, less than three weeks ago, and it was extremely exciting. And I just um, am very thankful every day for where I work. And I I really wouldn't know, (laughs) Um, you know, where I would be honestly right now, just because the BBB has really supported me a lot um, through, you know, schooling, through motherhood and all the, all these great things that I've been doing in life. So. That's awesome. I've been thinking a lot about how women fit into the workplace and just some of like the natural obstacles that we tend to come across. And so I really look forward to like getting more insight from you because you've been in this position where you've been able to see and experience some of these obstacles as well as be a part of the solution. And um, I would love to hear more from you about if you personally have ever felt disadvantaged because you were a female professional and maybe what that was like for you and your experience. Yeah. So, um, you know, like through my journey, um, in, in the professional world, uh, not at the Better Business Bureau, thankfully, but in a previous position, I've kind of, um, because I was more, I was a younger mother and being pregnant at the time, uh, it wasn't necessarily uh, re- received well by those in um, the, the management level because they weren't necessarily understanding of, um, you know, my position and me being um, a black woman at that as well. And um, some of the things that I was going through personally, and um, I didn't really feel supported by the organization as I thought that I would have. Um, but once I, um, you know, I stuck it through just because, you know, I needed to um, support myself and my daughter and, and all that good stuff. So um, as I transitioned out of that organization and um, I graduated um, two weeks later after um, giving birth and um, kind of looking for a new job and all that good stuff and finding um, an organization, the Better Business Bureau, that actually um, treats employees like family and kind of realizing that, um, you know, there's there's women leaders all the way to the executive level um, through and through, extremely diverse, and knowing that um, I would be looked at as one of those individuals someday because they definitely uh, see the potential in me uh, being a, a young Black woman leader and um, supporting my dreams and endeavors. So it's just like, it's, it's very it's really refreshing and it's, it's great to know that I'm a part of an organization like this. Absolutely. Thanks so much for sharing that. Nothing upsets me more than the idea of a new mom trying to navigate how she's going to stay working after she's had a baby. Cause I feel like there are just very few resources and very few companies out there that seem willing to work with a, a new mom as she's navigating this big change in her family 
And it just, Mm -hmm. you know, there's lots of injustices, I think, with women compared to men when a baby is born into the family. And um, I'm really glad that you were able to find the BBB and be able to join them and find a culture that was going to be really supportive to you and that you felt empowered to leave your other job that wasn't going to be supportive. That's something that um, I'm just really happy to hear. So proud of you. (laughs) Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's talk about what the Better Business Bureau is doing for women. Um, I've heard that you have an event that you're going to be putting on to help women, um, especially those who are working in male-dominated industries. Yeah, so um, pretty much uh, we have decided to um, kind of over the past four years, now that this is going to be our fourth annual um, Industrial Women Summit, kind of seeing exactly how else we can support uh, women in business, especially in uh, more traditionally male-dominated industries. Um, and so as society begins to re- uh, begins its recovery stage and climbs out of the 2020 economic turndown, uh, women are emerging as leaders and entrepreneurs and kind of leaving those traditional settings um, and, you know, starting businesses and kind of just um, figuring out how we can support uh, women that are returning to work or beginning a new chapter in the trade um, confidently and basically trying to figure out how we can help build a pathway for other women to venture out into the trade and get into non-traditional forms of work. And um, because, I mean, women entrepreneurs are often uncertain on where to turn uh, to access resources and mentorship to elevate their business or to get into the trades or um, any anything that, um, you know, involves male-dominated industries may not be as accessible. So um, this is our fourth year, and we want to maintain a focus on supporting women in the trades and male-dominated industries. But um, we have it open to everyone, but at the same time, we really want to focus on how we can and really educate women on um, uh, on these industries and uh, propel them to the next levels. So, and we've even tried to make it more accessible for um, all women. So, we hope to expand further to be more gender inclusive um, and for trans women and non-binary individuals and um, those who do not feel welcome at other events due to the fact that they're not inclusive, they're not diverse, and they're not really hitting those points um, and and, uh, making people feel comfortable. So uh, we definitely want to be that change agent and, um, you know, provide that uh, education and provide that atmosphere and that environment for people to come and um, to learn and, uh, you know, get help on their journey in this pathway. That's incredible. And I really applaud you guys for that. This is not something that I've really heard of before. And so I think it's really great that you're putting out this event to really help steer people the right direction. But I think you're right about with um, the pandemic and coming out of the pandemic, there are definitely more women um, who are leaving more traditional roles and starting a new business or going to work for another company. Uh, that's something I've personally experienced. <laughs> my husband yeah, and I switched. Yeah. He left his nine to five and I grew my own business. And so I'm one of those new business owners. <laughs> and it'll be really interesting to hear 
I feel like this is like something that will be marked in history that will be taught like to kids in history classes. Like this is the time when women started to take even more of a stand and went into this next phase of advocating for themselves and reaching new goals and just um, making more of an impact than we ever have before. There's just so much more out there for us. I feel like women are starting to support each other. More resources are coming about to help us. And like you said, not just women, all women, trans women, binary women, all diverse groups and minorities that haven't been represented fairly in the past are starting. There's a new wave of change and I love it. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Hopefully we'll have, you know, this type of information in our new textbooks, you know, (laughs) we're making change and we're, you know, taking things to the next level and actually taking action. Absolutely. It's so exciting to be a part of it. (laughs) Okay. Tell me more about this event. Tell me um, what are some of the topics that you, that were discussed in past events like this to give our listeners a little bit more of an idea of what they can expect if they would like to attend the next event. Yeah, of course. So um, just to give a little background. So last year we had, three keynote speakers, uh, 30 plus speakers in general, um, and also two sessions running consecutively. So those who attend could actually um, pick which one resonates more with them and kind of attend what, um, you know, topics they'd like to listen in on. Um, And they were all recorded so that people could actually go back and watch the other one if they really wanted to. Um, And some of the topics were about self-care practices, marketing tips, um, creating an online presence, uh, women leadership, uh, um, the power of building strong and diverse accessible cultures within an organization, uh, customer service, and the power of relationships and connections um, in the in the trade in the trades industries, and um, negotiation, financial well-being, resilience. Uh, resiliency strategies, especially for last year, Um, building relations and connections um, for uh, navigating in a male-dominated industry, um, and also leading in trade industries. So navigating um, a world of trying to, navigating a world of, um, that is not necessarily traditionally women uh, geared toward women. How can we change that? How can we, um, you know, build our way to the top of these industries? So there was many different topics. Um, we also started the day off with um, yoga and meditation. It was a completely virtual event and everyone extremely just, they, they just enjoyed themselves, thoroughly enjoyed themselves. And at the very end, we had a networking and happy hour, virtual happy hour. And we had, um, uh, Celia Waddington with Ignite uh, Creative Services actually um, came virtually and did a, like, she, she mixed some drinks for us and, like, kind of showed us how to make a cocktail virtually. And it was amazing. <laughs> it was, like, really fun. So um, we're going to do all that fun stuff again this year. So That's awesome. Do you already know who some of the speakers will be? Uh, no, uh, not just yet. I know that um, we will know soon. Um, we actually um, opened up our speaker application form uh, 
last week, and the deadline for future applications will be June 30th. So we'll be compiling compiling our full agenda here soon. Um, but we do have our um, keynote speaker for this year's event that we're extremely excited to announce. So you just let me know when you're ready to <laughs> for me to announce her name. I'm ready. That's great. And we'll try to get this podcast out before the 30th so that if anyone who listens wants to apply to speak, they can have that opportunity. But yes, tell us about the keynote speaker. Awesome. So um, her name is Gloria Felt, and uh, she's joining us as our keynote speaker. She is a uh, New York Times uh, bestselling author, speaker, commentator, and feminist leader who's gained uh, national recognition as a social and political advocate for women's rights. So we are over the moon excited to have her um, come in and speak virtually for us this year. That's so exciting. I just realized that we've never mentioned when this event is going to take place. Can you give us those details? Yeah, um, so we are holding the Industrious Women Summit virtually August 20th, 2021. Um, And it is near... um, Women's Equality Day. So that's what we always try to um, get it as close to that day as possible, um, just because it, it um, has its synergistic qualities of why we're doing Industrial Women's Summit and Women's Equality Day. Awesome. I think that's really smart. And where can people go to register? Yeah, so um, registration and um, if people are interested and in applying to speak, uh, we can go to IWS dot bbbcommunity.org and they'll have all of the details needed on there great okay we'll put that link in our notes as well so if you missed it you can go click and go and register now for the future for those who are listening to this beyond 2021 the event's over maybe they missed it maybe they weren't able to attend what how can women tap into their local bbb what other resources are available that they could go to to find more support? Yeah, so um, I definitely recommend uh, reaching out to your local Better Business Bureau to see what um, maybe partnerships or connections that they may have in your area, Um, because there are um, women-based organizations or um, member-based organizations for women that um, can also assist with connecting, educating, and uh, celebrating women in the trades or trade industries. Um, So just kind of uh, calling in to see if they have any resources or even just connecting um, with like a national-based organization like um, WeBeck or NABO or um, any of the organizations that are really women-focused to try and get connected with other women for those good conversations and um, tips and other resources. Awesome. So the BBB could connect you, um, provide like networking opportunities and or organizations that might have resources that you specifically need in your industry to help you excel and advance further. Of course, yeah. Awesome, okay, great. I think that's amazing. Um, I have had this thought as we've been talking that especially when we're thinking about women who are taking positions in typically male-dominated industries, And when I think about that, I think about like um, medical or like 
uh, like mechanic, like, but that's not necessarily true. I've been thinking that um, a lot of industries, like most industries are typically male dominated just because of the nature of our culture, especially in the United States where just more men are the ones working. And um, so more often than not, the industry that the woman is in is probably male dominated, even if it's like a creative industry <laughs> and like right. um, things like that. And so that's just something I've been thinking a lot about that this applies to basically all women who are taking a professional position with a company or for themselves. And they may have a hesitation. They may feel like um, there isn't enough room for them or they may be resented for taking a position that would typically have been filled by a man and other obstacles that might come their way. And this thought that keeps coming to me is that there is room for everyone and there's opportunity for everyone. So whether you're male or female or part of any other group or organization, um, you like there is just enough. <laughs> and so if you, it's so helpful to me to remind myself of that. There's enough for everyone, even other competitors that I have that are women, competitors that I have that are men. There's always going to be someone who wants to buy from you and you specifically, and there will be enough to help you make the money and the impact that you desire in this position. Exactly. And that's uh, another one of the reasons why um, we decided to create Industries Women's Summit and, um, you know, basically um, assist women in being confident in these industries and letting them know that these are um, possibilities for you and leadership positions are possible for you um, because not the pathway isn't always uh, paved for women to just uh, automatically be promoted to these um, leadership and executive level positions in any industry. So um, it's just, you know, reminding and, um, you know, elevating women in these industries and providing as much that we can, just anything that we can to support them. So. Yes. I love that. I think that is so great. Thank you so much for being here on the podcast with me and having this conversation. And thank you so much for being a part of the solution and offering resources and like this big event that's coming up to help women be able to learn how they can elevate themselves and be able to reach those goals that they have. I just think it's so amazing. And I'm just so grateful. Thank you so much. And thank you for having this platform available for us to speak on these topics because it's definitely necessary and we appreciate you. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for listening to the Female Empowerment Podcast. I truly appreciate you being here. And I would love it if you shared this amazing episode with a friend. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please reach out to me at brandingforwomen.com or send me a message on Instagram. My handle is at branding for women. See you next time.